Thank you for joining us for Redeemer Radio's share While we might not have people available to answer phones right now, depending on when you're listening to this, you can always donate online at RedeemerRadio.com slash donate. And you can find more information about share and the different hours at RedeemerRadio.com slash share And please share this podcast with your friends and family so that others can hear about the mission of Redeemer Radio and support it as well. Hello. Thank you for listening to Redeemer Radio's Fall share I am Mary Jo Parrish. I'm going to be your host for this hour. And I am joined in the studio with members from St. Elizabeth Ann Seton. We have the pastor, which is Father Terry Kuna. Say mm-hmm. hi, Father. Hello. We also have uh, Father Luke Okulier. Say hello, Father Luke. Hello. And then we also have Rob Slocum. He's a facilities manager who's also in the deacadent program. You say hi, Rob. Hello. So we're so glad you're here today. So our goal for this hour is $12,000, um, the highest number of pledges we've ever had in the history for St. Elizabeth Ann Seton is 91. So we want to oh, wow. break that. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm going to break that. Um, the highest amount that we've ever raised for St. Elizabeth Ann Seton is $17,260. So that's, woo Oh, man. So our goal is $12,000. Um, so we're first just going to start with that. Uh, and I always love to... Um, Obviously, we're just going to start with how to give, and then we're going to talk about the charism of your parish, St. Elizabeth Ann Seton. So if mm-hmm. you've um, never donated before, or if you have, you know you can go to RedeemerRadio.com, or you can call or text GIVE, G-I-V-E, to 260-436-9598. So St. Elizabeth Ann Seton, now did you attend seminary at Mount St. Mary's, Father Terry? No, I did not. You you missed out on the on the St. Elizabeth Shrine out there. Right. I'm too old as far as priesthood goes. Uh, we were not going to seminary yet until, uh, to that seminary until pretty much at the end of my, my time of formation, I was already ordained. Okay. So my son, Father Logan Parrish, we got to go out there and visit them at Mount St. Mary's. So yeah. our, seminary, our seminarians now are trained out there in Maryland, like named for Mary, the land of Mary, Maryland. And um, uh, St. Elizabeth Ann Shrine is there, and it's very beautiful. Uh, so it's really cool. So she has, uh, she lost her mom at three years old, right? And she mm-hmm. ended up getting married to a man named William. They had five kids together, and then he died. Um, mm-hmm. And the process of like mourning him, she found the Catholic faith and ended up converting mm-hmm. and then losing most of her friends and family because they were so yeah. mad that she left the Episcopalian faith. Yeah. Um, but she had this deep desire to receive the Eucharist. And then because she lost her mother at such a young age, she found such comfort in the Blessed Mother. So like of all those things, like what part really stands out to you? For me, um, St. Elizabeth Ann Seton, I guess, uh, as far as the story that you were sharing, Mm -hmm. certainly uh, the fact that she, well, I mean, she also, after um, becoming Catholic, et cetera, eventually uh, founding a, a religious community of sisters. So I think that stands out that she she lived both worlds, yes. you know, and uh, it, it makes her relatable to um, to women who, you know, are living the family life, mm-hmm. but also to um, religious, um, even men, um, but certainly religious women who are living that vocation as well. She went through them both. Yes. So I, I do love that particularly about her, um, but also just, yeah, her. The fact that her faith was a consolation to her in the midst of her trials and woes. Right. Every one of us has serious pains and wounds and 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 trials in, in this life. And 
you know, there's a lot of woundedness in the world and that woundedness can so often turn into just spreading it around, right? right. Hurt people, hurt people, as right. they say. And if we don't go out to the Lord to let him heal that and transform that, then it, it's really just a, a tragedy. We, we continue the, the cycle of tragedy. Right. But so I see the beauty of uh, St. Elizabeth Ann Seton, letting the Lord heal and transform her heart so that it ended up continuing to be a life of love that was outwardly focused, not just on herself and her own pain, um, but ends up becoming a life still for others, just right. in a new way. So that quote you said, like, hurt people, hurt people. And then I listened to someone recently who said, healed people, heal people. And so, like, she took that healing and then brought it forth. And that's one thing that Redeemer is doing right now. It's like, it's um, trying to bring forth the healing of the Lord to others. And so if you've ever been impacted um, and, like, found healing or hope or comfort in Redeemer Radio, we just ask you just to act on that, just to walk in faith and to go to RedeemerRadio.com or to call or text G-I-V-E, give to 260-436-9598. So when she's talking, when you're talking about like that, um, her being a mom, so I'm, you know, I have, I have 10 kids mm -hmm. and um, so like pretty much my life is chaotic mess all the time. Um, and I know you have how many brothers and sisters? Seven. So there were eight of us. There were eight. And then how many of you are priests? Just my brother, father, Matt, and myself. So just two of the eight. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty significant. Uh, um, only, only half of the boys. <laughs> <laughs> so if you had to think of like a couple things that your parents did well, and you're like, if, we have, if you have kids and you're listening to this, like, what are the things that you would say, don't forget to do what? Well, mom and dad, uh, they kept us in the community of the faith. Um, so we... We're going to church every Sunday. Uh, we were participating in the parish in other ways. You know, for example, like Stations of the Cross on Fridays of Lent or other uh, little things, parish, if there was like a parish mission, we would participate in that. So keeping us connected that way, you know, they they had us go to youth group, uh, which we enjoyed. So it wasn't like a, a burden, but right. um, going to youth group and all those things. So keeping us connected to the parish um, and, um, you know, that was, that was huge. Right. Another, uh, I would say from mom and dad was bringing the parish life into the home, not in super complicated ways, but, you know, trying to celebrate Advent and Lent and right. then Christmas and Easter, trying to celebrate those things, um, praying before meals, teaching us to, to pray before bed, those simple things. Yeah, mom and dad will, will often um, testify that they, are. they did nothing special. <laughs> that <laughs> they just did a lot of the basics, and God uh, did His work through those those very ordinary means. Um, but you know, giving us uh, a call to to live this vocation, and you know, it's it's ultimately it's God's call. We can't we can't force our uh, parents should not want to force their children to be in religious vocations. Right. Um, but they can just create that environment where there's an openness to it. Right. And a fertile soil. To say yes. Right. Yeah. Fertile soil. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the quotes from St. Elizabeth and Seton, which I love is disorder in society is the result of disorder in the family. Yeah. Disorder in the society is the result of disorder in the family. And so just like yeah. knowing as a parent to create the order that God desires for you and your children um, and, you know, helping others 
to do that as well. And Redeemer is great about um, helping people remember who they're supposed to be focused on, Jesus Christ, who is their Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we just invite you to help us to reach our one-hour goal of $12,000 today if by texting or calling 260-436-9598 or to go to RedeemerRadio.com to donate. So on to you, Father Luke. <laughs> How many brothers and sisters do you have? Yeah, there are seven of us. I am the sixth out of the seven. Okay. And then... Yeah, I have four sisters and then two other brothers. Oh, wow. Big families. I love oh, yeah. it. Um, <laughs> it makes me feel like uh, we're not the only crazy ones because it does feel oh, a little crazy no, no, all the no time. <laughs> it, it is. It is. <laughs> so, Father Luke, if you had to say like one thing that your parents did that helped form you well, what would you say? Because uh, you're from Nigeria, so maybe it's a little bit different. Yeah, um, I think um, formation is the same. My parents were wonderful um, parents, and uh, my dad especially will, will never let you start the day without going for morning mass. So we we'll always go for morning mass every day, and um, and then we we'll end the day without saying our rosary as a family. And um, it, he, he led us through the, the church and everything that happens in the church. We are part and parcel of the church. And uh, that's how I, got, I, I started being an altar server at a very tender age. And then uh, we also have a block rosary center. I don't know what you know. Was. We have a block rosary, you know, where children gather to pray every evening. And it is in our house. Right. So the villagers. So everyone from the neighborhood. Yeah, from the neighborhood come together to pray that's in our beautiful. house. And oh, wow. That was how we grew up. And uh, now that's a domestic church. I love that. <laughs> really, really domestic church. That's beautiful. Right. Wow. Okay. Um, Father Terry, you want to, can you read from over there? Like some yeah, of our sure. donations and yeah, maybe if you, the know, donations if you know any of these people, like, yeah. So Mr. and Mrs. Paul Everett and thank Mr. You. and Mrs. Larry Till, thank you for your donations. And wow, many others already. Uh, oh, pouring in. Mr. and oh, Mrs. Wow. James Smith and Ronald uh, Glotzbach. Wow. Christopher Booth, uh, his family, uh, Maggie Landrigan, Mark and Maggie Landrigan. <laughs> and wow, the list is continuing to roll. So I want to thank them. Uh, and also the Yaks and Scrantons, uh, Carolyn Travis, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Donald Mauk or Mouch, and Janine Campbell. So 11 pledges so far. Thank you to those who have, have donated. There's probably others that thank were you, processing. Thank you. Thank right. you. Thank you for your generosity. And so we've raised $1,100 so far. So Ooh. we're getting close to that $12,000 goal. I love <laughs> how St. Elizabeth like poured in, like their people poured in immediately. You go. That's <laughs> amazing. Yeah. Thank you. All right, Rob. So how many brothers and sisters? Uh, there's five of us all together. Okay. And so what would you say? Well, you know, your my my family uh, was a little different. Okay. Uh, my um my dad wasn't Catholic, okay, mm. and um, uh, but they gave us a very loving home, right? And um, I think we felt that love. Mm -hmm. um, but I think uh, they made sure I went to Catholic school and and Catholic high school. And I think there was always a sense uh, at a very early age uh, communicating with God. There was a sense that God was in our our lives, right. even though my dad didn't participate when I was very young, but he converted to Catholicism when I was probably eight or nine years old. Do you remember that? I do. You Did you go through the RCA mass? Yeah, like the, yeah well, he did, but uh, back Mr. then Mitchell. the RCI class was him, one, and Father oh. Hadi, who was no oh. longer with us. Okay. And um, and it was a good experience for him, that one-on-one yeah. -on -one relationship right, right. with Father Hadi, and it, you know, I think it changed his life. So. Sure. Um, and so from that point on, I don't, I, I would never say that we were the, 
family that, you know, did a rosary once a week or anything like that. I would right. never claim that. But there was always a sense of God being in our lives. Right. And we went to church every Sunday and they made sure um, that we did have a sense of God. I think one of the lies the enemy tells us is that we have to be, you know, on our knees praying the rosary with all our kids every day. Like it has to be so hard. Mm-hmm. And it's like... Um, or like super, super sacred. And the beauty of the Lord is like, he loves our laughter, you know? So like the joy of the Lord, when you talk about love can be through, you know, laughter. I mean, there's like like the balance of the sacred and the silly, not at the same time, but right. a little bit of both. Um, and so I love that. Um, so if you're just uh, tuning in, we would love for you to be part of our donations. We've pouring in from Saney's. You guys are amazing. Um, call or text G-I-V-E. 260-436-9598 or go to redeemradio.com. Yeah, thank you to more names that we have just uh, received um, for those who have made pledges. Mr. and Mrs. Gannon, Kareen Ramey, and Dr. Gregory Veerkamp, Mr. and Mrs. Thomas Edwards, Ellie, Lija, Joanne, Lija, and Joe Lija. Did I say that right, Rob, or is it Leah? I, I, <laughs> I think know. you said it right. And Sarah King and Mr. and Mrs. Gregory Wertner. Thank you all, families, uh, for what you have done. A lot of these names, you know, as a brand new pastor at the parish, I got there, you know, like, what was it three months ago, Father <laughs> yeah, Luke? And I myself, right, we're both right. brand new. We are both brand Luke new. And, I, okay. <laughs> and uh, so... We know uh, maybe a fraction of these names, really. Right. Uh, right. Probably more of them, uh, if we saw them in person, their faces. Sure. Uh, I would say, hey, I know where you sit at Mass on Sundays, <laughs> but uh, that's be, be about it at this point. We're still well, just it's, learning. Still learning. It, it is a big parish. Oh, it is. Like 6,000. So there's a lot of people I recognize their faces right. and, and out in public. Right. But if I had to come up with their name right at that moment, I would, I, you know, sometimes yeah. I do, sometimes I don't. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. So I see Sarah King on there. So um, Kingdom Builders is um, mm-hmm. like, that's a mission that I run. And so Sarah King is one of our presenters. And I didn't know who she was, but I actually, um, her husband is a urologist and removed some of my kidney stones. And I was praying my rosary oh. before I went into surgery. It felt a lot of um, concern before I went into surgery. And he walked in and he kind of looked at my rosary and he didn't say anything. And then on his way out, he pulls out his pocket rosary and he said, Glad to see I'm not alone. And I was yeah. like, oh, yeah. our lady sent me another one of her sons to do the, the the surgery. I was like so blessed. And then later on, I I end up, Sarah King ends up in, in the ministry. And she's, she's an amazing presenter of her Kingdom Builders. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Um. So talking about like Kingdom Builders. Uh, so we do 45 minutes of Eucharistic adoration with mm-hmm. praise and worship. And so one of the um, things that really brought St. Elizabeth Ann Seton over to the Catholic Church was her desire to receive the Eucharist. Um, so when you're talking about, you know, Eucharistic adoration or, um, you know, bringing students to Eucharistic adoration, like what what have you done or what are you planning to do with anything with, with that? Before I got to the parish, there was a tradition of having adoration um, pretty much um, all throughout the day, one day a week. Awesome. And uh, so we had to change mass schedule a little bit, but we still have that uh, from, I guess, after the morning mass, which would end up being around like 9 a.m. until 8.30 p.m. on Tuesdays Okay. Um, with a little break for a 6 p.m. mass Tuesday evening. But we have that all day Tuesday um, for people to come for adoration of the Blessed Sacrament. Beautiful. We're doing it in the, chur- in the church just to allow more space right, for everyone. Right, right. And, and on Saturdays um, too. Yeah. 
in and on Saturdays. Saturdays. Yeah, on Saturdays after we after we have our morning mass while we're hearing confessions. So around nine to ten for one hour of adoration on Saturdays, but then all day Tuesday, and uh, that allows also uh, the students in the school who are coming to mass right. that day on Tuesday because that's one of the normal days they typically come to uh, experience just the beginning of adoration. So we expose the blessed sacrament and, we, and they um, see the beginning of that um, of that time of adoration. So it's been a, benef- a really beneficial thing for oh, yes. for the community and and for the uh, for the school for the students. That is beautiful. So Rob, talking about like Eucharistic adoration and your process to go decide to go through the diaconate program, Uh was um, adoration a part of that? Uh, I don't know if the decision to do that, but uh, since I've been in the program and, you know, the whole program is like, it's like four and a half years and we're in that almost, we have like 16 months to go. Um, About halfway through, I pretty much discovered it much more intimately right, right mm-hmm. and so I, I probably I go into church um, for about 20 minutes a half hour every day awesome. to be with the sacrament and some days with that ador- you know I actually adorations going on oh, but wow. I try to because uh, in becoming a, a future uh, deacon we read the breviary in the morning and part mm-hmm. of that's the the uh, uh, the church fathers there's always a reading from that and so I usually read that reading, okay, and then I, I reflect on that for that that time period, and and it's very rich. Uh, Beautiful, like this morning yeah. with Saint Augustine, and yeah. it's, right. it's just uh, uh, it always it, it's amazing. It really still talks to our society now, mm-hmm. although yeah. some of these are from you know two hundred and three hundred A.D. So it's what is truth then is truth now. You yeah, know, truth exactly. doesn't change. Doesn't I love change. that. Yeah. yeah, it's beautiful. When I went, um, so my parish is St. Vincent's. And so when they opened up the chapel, I wanted to do a middle of the night and the weekend. And mm-hmm. um, when I first started going, I was like, I'm doing God a favor. You know, like I'm going to come like hang out with him in the middle of the night. Cause I know not very many people want to do that. I'm going to do him a favor, which is so <laughs> like prideful that I ever thought that, but I'm just going to be mm-hmm. mad. I did. Um, and then finally, like, you know, he, like his grace kind of formed me properly and, um, I realized like I was coming there to meet, you know, the divine lover, like um, a lover in the middle of the night. So anticipating when I would go, I wouldn't think to myself, oh, I had to do adoration in the middle of the night. I'm not going to get very much sleep. I'm going to be tired in the morning. I'd be like 10 hours until I get to be with my lover, nine hours. It's like to kind of change your mindset on mm-hmm. who you're meeting because that's the body, blood, soul and divinity of Jesus Christ. And let's just pause with soul. That's the soul of Jesus Christ, the soul of God right there. So, of course, that's your lover. You were made in love and for love. Um, so anytime you're thinking, I should stop in adoration, that's actually like a little signal grace. Go listen to it, that that thought and like bringing that forward to the world, like those graces forward to the world so we can invite people in to receive the Eucharist is part of the mission of Redeemer Radio. <laughs> so if you've ever, you know, like felt like, oh, man, I'm really inspired or um, I really want to give back. Please uh, call us today at 260-436-9598. You can call or text GIVE, G-I-V-E, or you can go to RedeemerRadio.com. So we have some more pledges. Yeah, an update on some of those names that I can see. I I see Dave Nyman and Mike Winker, George Makovic, and then Eric and Miriam Schmitz. Miriam helps here at Redeemer Radio, as well as Jason and Karen Wardwell. Jason's on the other side of the glass. They're um, working for us. So that's awesome. I want to thank them for their work. 
to help with Redeemer Radio and this beautiful initiative that it is, it's outside of, you know, the work of the diocese, but it's right. definitely coincides with it. And it's a beautiful mission. Happy to uh, support it and be a part of it. And for all the things that I listen to a lot at, at Redeemer Radio, I listen to uh, the Bishop's show um, and um, the Dr. Doctor show, especially are two things that I try never, ever to miss. Okay. What about the Building Through Him podcast? I don't know about that podcast. Okay. I might have to start listening yes. to that one too. So it's like when we do the Kingdom Builders Gathering, we have the teaching, but then we put right. it on the podcast. So they, oh, so it's the same teaching. It's the same teaching. Cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So cool. if they're not able to get to the gathering, they can still listen uh, to it. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Very, very good. good. Well, a lot of times I just go to the Kingdom Builders thing, you know, at our parish. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so I went, I actually, it's talking about that. I went to confession this morning over at St. Charles. And so I'm not the presenter there, but um, I... So this is TMI, I apologize, but I, I confessed gluttony, looking at my phone obsessively. So it's like a, an over a, a overuse of pleasure. So I, sure. And he said, you go to Kingdom Builders. And I was like, I do. He's like, I remember that. I never thought of that before. So even he was listening to the teaching. He was like, <laughs> yes. I'm like, and that, so it was, that was cool. kind of cool. He's like, yeah, that's good. <laughs> um, so that was neat. So it's like our priests are um, yeah, fully invested and uh the father's daughters. And that's awesome. Um, so when it comes to back to St. Elizabeth Ann Seton, um, her, you know, like uh, love for our lady, how has um, our lady not, you know, cause we don't worship Mary. We just um, honor and love her and allow us. Um, she allows us to be loved by her and she only ever leads us to her sons. So remember her last words in scriptures were do whatever he tells you. Right. So we know that. So, how has Our Lady been, um, I don't know, in your life as far as your formation or part of what leads you to holiness? For me, I, I can think of, a, especially my time of um, college years and preparing to enter seminary, really feeling drawn um, by God to do that uh, ultimately. But I remember especially when I would pray the rosary during times of Eucharistic adoration over at the chapel at St. Jude, um, I'd be there and, and praying that rosary, um, thinking about Mary's just abandonment to God and her yes to God and saying, God, your will be done in my life. That uh, really is what helped me to really abandon myself completely to God's providential plan for my own life and feel uh, when it, time was right, uh, feel ready to go to seminary to right. you know, pursue the possible vocation to the priesthood that eventually I did. So that time of uh, of Mary's yes uh, and her motherly role in that time of discernment for me was was really huge. How about you, Father Luke? Any special connection with Our Lady in your your own story? I think what I have to say has a little link to what you're talking about because um, it's about the I am the handmaid of the Lord that she says and uh, let mm -hmm. it be done to me according to your words. A lot of things have happened in my life as a priest and um, I end up at the end of it all saying I am only a handmaid, I'm only your child, I'm only your son, whatever you wish done in my life, that's okay for me. And that's what I learned from Our Lady, because that's what she said. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Rob, what about you? You know, I, I think uh, at a certain point in life, the reality of her being the, the, uh, the queen mother yes. and her relationship with Jesus and thinking that uh, the whole idea of praying to her because she has that special connection Right. With, with our Lord. And at a certain point, that 
connected for me. I yeah. it wasn't there for my whole life. Sure. And uh, so I think her much more as a mother right. than I did in the in the past. So I love I, that. So I, so I when I think when I go to her, it's, be, it's uh, seeking a mother's love. Right. So um, and. It, it reminds me, like, you know, she's always, like, calling out to us. So when, you know, Jesus died on the cross, some of his last words were, like, John, behold your mother. You know, Mary, behold your son. Like, he gives her not just to John the Beloved. He gives her to all of us. So all of us can claim her as our mother, not just Catholics. All of us get to claim her as our mother. Um, and you, she's always, like, reaching out um, to those in need and leading them to her son. And that's exactly what Redeemer Radio does, reaching out to those who need him and leading him back to Jesus. And so if you have ever been, you know, inspired or moved by Redeemer Radio, or you're just listening now and you're like, well, I'm thinking about it, just go ahead and take the plunge, walk in faith, just like our lady did. Call or text G-I-V-E, give to 260-436-9598, or you can go to RedeemerRadio.com. So we got a couple more pledges. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got from Gabriel and Lords Reynolds and their family. And then Steve and Dory Bush. So I want to thank them for their donations. Awesome. And we're up to $4,120. So we're almost halfway there. Not really almost, but pretty, getting close. <laughs> and our overall goal for this hour is 12000 So we're getting close to the break mark. I just want to say one thing before we go to break is, um, so I do a decade of the rosary for each of my kids. And uh, the rosary that I do for my oldest son, Father Logan, is... The Annunciation. So oh, like, yeah. yeah, when so when she um, says yes, uh, that I mean, I'm visualizing Logan right next to her, you know, also saying, yes, Lord, like your will be done. Even though I don't really understand it, like I trust that you only want the best for me, you know. And so even if I don't understand, it, I'm just going to walk in faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just I love that. So the fact that you 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 said that that was like affirmation for me like oh that is the right decade for him <laughs> yeah so know. we just um thank you for tuning in and we will be right back after our break you can give sustaining support to redeemer radio by becoming a recurring donor ongoing contributions help to reduce our dependence on Sherathon and allow us to focus on programs and future needs your recurring donation can be automatically charged to a credit or debit card or transferred from a bank account I came back to my faith in my mid-20s, and so for the period of time that I was not practicing, I feel like I missed out on a lot, a lot of learning and enrichment and understanding the Catholic viewpoint. So Redeemer Radio and its programming helps me. I feel like I'm catching up, and and it, it just fills my brain and heart with so many wonderful things to keep me thinking throughout the day. Redeemer Radio programs accompany listeners at every stage of their faith journey. For men and women raised in the faith and those searching for the fullness of the truth, our programming has something for everyone. Your donation helps bring the truth of the Catholic faith to listeners 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. It costs about $120 to provide Redeemer Radio listeners with one hour of Catholic programming. All donors who give this amount or more automatically qualify for a specially designed t-shirt. Call today and support Redeemer Radio's efforts to amplify the voice of the Creator with content that invites. Welcome back to Redeemer Radio's Charathon. I'm Mary Jo Parrish. I'm your host for this hour, and I'm joined in the studio with staff from St. Elizabeth Ann Seton. We have Father Terry Coonan, Father O'Coulier, and Rob Slocum. Hello. 
Um, so we're so excited to have you here. So the the pouring out from St. Elizabethan Seton parishioners is amazing. So our record highest pledges we've ever had is 91. We only have 24 pledges so far. I'd love to set a new record, wouldn't you, Father Terry? Yes. Wouldn't that just set the stage for you being a new pastor? Like, <laughs> yeah. He walked into Redeemer and they, we had the most pledges we've ever had before. I love that because he's only be been great. a pastor for three months. So Right, yeah. Uh, Still learning. St. Elizabeth. So that's so cool. So this morning's um, reading talked about um, Susanna, her giving towards the mission. And I was like, oh, that's so significant since we are here today. You know, it wasn't her out there preaching, but it was her money that allowed the apostles to go out and preach. You know, so like knowing Mm -hmm. that um, the people here, you listening, have the opportunity to be so Susanna. Um, to keep Redeemer Radio moving forward so that we can go forth to build the kingdom. We need Susannas, right? We need Susannas that can put forth their um, their their treasure um, so that the word can be spoken. So um, if you would like to call or text, you can. That's 260-436-9598. If you're going to text, you're going to text GIVE, G-I-V-E, or you can go to RedeemerRadio.com. I know one of the um, the reasons I didn't ever donate in the past um, before I finally did was mm-hmm. I was worried I would get on some like list and all of a sudden I'd start getting a bunch of emails or like random phone calls or like stuff in my mail. And um, so if that's ever a concern, like they don't, we don't share your information, um, that, that, that just doesn't happen. So right. um, that was one of the, what the enemy told, told me, don't give because you know, there's going to be something else bad that happened. You know, it's like, oh my goodness, that was so silly. So that my information was safe. I didn't have to worry about that. And we're talking about, you know, bringing forth um, God's word to the world. Uh, When Bishop talks to, Bishop Rowe talks to different people, they often say what led them to Catholicism is Redeem Radio, that that was a major influence. So for people who don't really want to take the step yet, they just want to learn a little bit more that that's an easy place for people just to kind of turn it on and listen a little bit um, because the Father works gently. It's not, you know, rush, rush, rush. It's like right. He just gently works on our heart and allows graces to come in. And so this is just a comfortable place where, um, you know, we are able to amplify that voice of the Creator um, with the content that invites people in. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just such a blessing. So um, because we're with St. Elizabeth Ann Seton, we're kind of talking about her charisms there at this parish. And we've talked about her love of our lady and what that looks like and um, what brought her forth to become Catholic. She's a convert. She was Episcopalian um, was the desire for the Eucharist. She had such a great desire for the Eucharist. And she was, um, although she, her mom died at a young age, she was actually wealthy and she was beautiful and, you know, married to a businessman who had a lot of money and, basically lost all of the things that society tells us, you know, allow us to be safe. You know, her husband died and um, her family and friends abandoned her and um, she lost all that wealth. And so she lived in poverty with those five children all alone. And I think, you know, when people feel that darkness in their life, all of us, as you said, Father Terry earlier, you know, have different struggles and we can feel like we're all alone. And, you know, she took those and, brought forth so much goodness. The Lord brought forth so much goodness through her. Um, what What are your thoughts on that? Well, it kind of connects to uh, the Feast of the Triumph of the Cross that we just recently celebrated yes. as well. Um, if we are able to cling to the cross with Christ, 
and not give up, you know, when it is difficult, that's often through, through those experiences that God will actually bear a lot of good fruit. Right. Um, not necessarily for ourselves, but for everyone, you know, and usually that comes back to us in some way as well. But if we are really clinging to that with Christ, um, still living a life saying, Father, your will be done. And, you know, my life is not going to be um, about myself, but it's going to be offered up for you and for those around me. When we do that, um, the Lord does reward. He does provide um, an Easter after a Good Friday, after those trials, there is uh, some new life that he gives. Right. So she experienced that. Uh, St. Elizabeth Ann Seton really lived that uh, through those real trials that she had. And that's something that, you know, is the part of the life of every single Christian. Right. If, if you're Christian long enough, you know, right. you're going to experience that. Uh, maybe if you convert on your deathbed, you might not have too much of it. But, uh, but for the rest of us, it is something that uh, it's a story that we all know. Right. Uh, that we all have to live one way or another. Right. The power well, of the Well, I, and I, I think, uh, you know, everybody has a hunger mm-hmm. of, of wanting a happy life, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so often people think the happiness comes in possessions and, and uh, a marriage or uh, whatever it might be. And in her right. case, she lost everything. I, I think uh, the dynamic even now that people need to know they need to depend on God. Right. They they don't need to. Uh, God will help them get through that time. Right. And and uh, the belongings of this world might go away, but God's never going to go away. Right. And even now, that message you know is so needed. People mm-hmm. uh, have uh, went places and done things just because that's they're seeking love. Right. And and it's you know it's not not God's love. And so I you know I I think it's really important for people today to realize how much God really loves them. There's this quote by St. Maximilian Kolbe. He said, let us remember that love lives through sacrifice and is nourished by giving. Without sacrifice, there is no love. And so like knowing that we're made for love, um, to not just uh, to receive it, but then to give it. Um, and that is nourished by giving. And, you know, that's what we're doing here today. We're we're asking you to give. Um, we want you to be nourished uh, with his love. And so if you would like to go to RedeemerRadio.com or call or text G-I-V-E GIVE to 260-436-9598, we would love it. Uh, Father Terry, what do we got over here? Uh, some other donations, uh, some other names for those who have donated. Thanks to Scott and Sharon Hinderman. Uh, who I believe I know some of their children through World Youth Day trips. Oh, cool. And uh, Elizabeth Burkhart, Doug and Judy Diebel. Uh, and uh, yeah, um, there are others, but we haven't gotten the names yet. But so thanks to those who have donated. And it looks like there's a new challenge as well. Oh, wow. For those who are new pledges, those who had never uh, given to Redeemer Radio before, if we get five new pledges during this hour then we get an extra $500 bonus to our uh, total for this hour. So anyone from the parish, I guess you don't have to be from the parish, uh, but if you are, uh, if you're new as a new donor to Redeemer Radio, you get, you are helping to unlock this special bonus for our, um, for our parish's hour, for our goal. 
that would be amazing. So if you've never given before, that's you. Like you're thinking, oh, it's going to be some other person. Nope, we're talking to you. <laughs> so that's five people who have never given before. It unlocks an extra $500. That would be amazing. Um, so I was uh, praying with the quote from St. Teresa of Avila um, that Christ has no body now but yours. Mm-hmm. No hands, no feet on earth but yours. Yours are the eyes through which Christ looks compassion into the world. Yours are the feet with which Christ walks to do good. Yours are the hands with which Christ blesses the world. And that's what Redeemer Radio is doing, you know. Um, and when you give towards this mission, that's what you are doing as well. You're allowing your body to be Christ in this world. And so I just encourage if you're hesitant up to this point, like, oh, I've been on the fence, but just go ahead and take the plunge and walk in faith. Um, it's five five new donors, no matter what the amount, five new donors unlocks that $500 pledge. Mm-hmm. So um, when I was um, in my undergrad, it was in business and it was at Indiana Wesleyan. Um, one of my professor com- comes up to me and said, hey, I just want to let you know that um, I really respect the church, the Catholic Church because I really respect what they do with their education. They they really make education a high focus, a priority. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, thank, thank you. I was, I, and I'd never <laughs> sure. really considered that before. Um, you know, we just get used to you know so many Catholic schools, and I mean, not grade schools, high schools, colleges um, that I never really thought about. Like, oh, we do prioritize education. And so St. Elizabeth Ann Seton is actually considered the foundress of Catholic education in America. Mm-hmm. Um, and so how has um, being this new pastor that focused, because your last parish did not have a Catholic school, right? No, it did not. So this is a, a new parish with yeah. a Catholic school. How have you um, embraced that? Well, uh I've instituted a couple of fun things uh, with the school. Uh, well, actually, mainly just one okay. uh, to help uh, the priests kind of be involved in the school more consistently. Um, it, it's a trick that uh, I learned from my first parish at St. Pius X with Father Bill Schooler. We would do this where we would uh, more or less divide and conquer uh, one day a week and just one would take half of the school, the other would take the other half, and we just bounce through from one class to the next to teach for like 15 to 20 minutes in like every grade. So uh, we're doing that now with myself, Father Luke and Father Stephen Felicia, uh, where we will um, take turns visiting and teaching these kids. So uh, yesterday and sorry, not yesterday, Wednesday is the day that we do that most of the school, but the seventh and eighth we do on Fridays. So I that's why I was almost late for this um, radio hour today. <laughs> we was, were stressing out. I was, teaching, <laughs> I was teaching the eighth graders. I, I'm not sure how much I taught them, but I did. I played guitar for the kids this week, and I was talking to them about um, how. Wait, pause. What did you play? I well, I played. Uh, I can play some Christian music stuff. Okay, it wasn't late. I also learned classical music, so I, oh, wow. I like. I know. I thought you were going to like mime a little teapot. This is actually <laughs> legit. Awesome. No, 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 okay. Like other stuff. <laughs> so I learned in college, and so I I was talking to them about, you know, how one like virtues are developed over time with like with work and with effort, and then um, we ultimately can can do things very well, like the way I can play guitar like this is because I spent a lot of time and effort doing it. But then, um, you know, that works in so many other parts of life. And really when we die, 
that, that's not what matters. Like God right. doesn't care how good we are at basketball or um, at art or dance or how many languages we can speak. All these things are really, really good um, ways that we can develop and become excellent. But God cares about like, can we do that with love, with, you know, the way that we live the moral life? Like, are we doing those things excellently by effort and consistently trying to grow and develop those skills? So I talked about that and I talked about freedom, how, you know, so many people say, I stole this from Bishop Barron, but people say like, you know, mm -hmm. freedom, just do whatever you want. Well, that doesn't work when you're talking about things that people care about, like right. golf, like you don't just go and swing a golf club any way you want. You don't just step up to a piano and just bang on keys any way that you want. Right. You submit your freedom to some kind of good that you're pursuing and then you become excellent at it. And then you actually really are free. Like right. Mozart is the one who's free in front of a piano because he can do anything he wants and it's beautiful and it's amazing. Right. You know? But that's because he gave his freedom up again and again and again. So anyways, we teach love in the school. It. That's one of the things that, that we love doing is getting to be with the kids uh, maybe every week, ho hopefully every week. Right. But it doesn't necessarily happen every single week. But we've been able to do that pretty consistently so far this school year. We so really now you have also it. a lot of nieces and nephews, I bet. I have about uh, 11, yeah. 11. Nieces and nephews, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. So Father Logan, so he's the oldest of, of 10. So he just keeps asking, you know. That my one daughter who's married, like, are you pregnant yet? Are you pregnant? Yeah. You just when can't wait for it. You can't wait for it because he just loves the kids. So, like, her love for the kids and you carrying that that charism forward is beautiful. So beautiful. Yeah. And so, like, if you're thinking about donating, you're like, I just really want like a little bit more. What's in it for me? That's okay. You can you can do that. So we have three main categories of giving. So. We have this made for greatness t-shirt, right? Because you are not just made to watch Netflix or play video games all night, all day. You were not. That's why when you watch a lot of Netflix or play video games for like too many hours, you feel yucky inside because yeah. you're actually made for greatness. That's what you're made for. So we have this amazing, I, and I'm really picky about t-shirts. I really like this t-shirt. It's a made for greatness t-shirt. It's not like, like this, um, mm -hmm. um, like a green color with white wordings. Beautiful. Um, and for any $120 donation, you get a free T-shirt. I highly recommend this T-shirt. It's also really soft quality. So it's like the type that it's not cheap. I like this type of T-shirt. Um, and then if you want to donate $300, um, we're doing a Notre Dame ticket giveaway that was donated by Tom and Kathy Skiba. So thank you for that. Um Hmm. So you're automatically eligible to win two tickets to the Notre Dame versus USC on October 23rd. And then 400 right. or above, you can become a day sponsor um, with like special on-air messaging. Um, so you get six on-air messages for the day. And if you do 700, it's 12 on-air messages for the day or 1,018 on-air messages for the day. Mm -hmm. um, so it's great if you um, really want to honor like an anniversary or a birthday or in remembrance of a loved one. Yeah. So like husbands, if you're like, Ooh, my wife would really feel loved if yes, she would. Yes, she would. Yeah. You talk about her all day. She would love that. Um, and just to kind of bring forth um, your love of the family um, to the world. I love that. So if any of those interests you, you can call or text give G I V E to 260 436 9598 or go to com. And many have done so apparently. There's a yes. long list. I can't even see all the names anymore. Um, uh, but I remember Scarlett Sebasky and uh, the Beckmans 
and oh, other names we got here. Uh, um, the, I, did you say the staff? The Enrietos, our parish staff, oh, um, who are over there right now. Oh, wow, uh, the Rolfsons, Tony Gray, um, Dan and Linda Landrigan, um, the Krishes, um, Gerald Pulaski. There are many others whose names I did not get to, and I apologize if I missed them. John Trock and others. But uh, yeah, a lot of pledges have come in. Uh, we have over 40 pledges now. And awesome. getting closer to that $12,000 goal. I wonder if we have enough new pledges yet to unlock that $500 mm-hmm. bonus, but um, that would be awesome. And too. we we actually only need 2120 to meet our $12,000 goal. So you, St. E's, you guys are rocking this. That's awesome. So we are super excited about that. Oh, Brian and Diana Smith. We mm. love our parish and we are blessed with wonderful priests. Oh, I love that. Yeah, Father Thank Luke and Father Stephen message. are wonderful priests. Yeah, oh, and you too. Father also a very wonderful man. Thank you. Thank you. You too. Oh my goodness, you're so funny. Thanks That's to the Smiths. Um, one of the quotes um, when St. Elizabeth Ann Seton was trying to decide, discern back and forth whether she wanted to convert to Catholicism or not, because her pastor in Episcopalian, Episcopalian church was like really trying to get her not to convert. Mm-hmm. And she just wanted the Eucharist so desperately. Um, one thing she said is, I will go peaceably and firmly to the Catholic church for faith is so important to our salvation. I will seek it where faith first began, seek it among those who received it from God himself. Um, and so I love that quote. And it's like, that's exactly what we're doing. Redeem radio. Like I love all my brothers and sisters, but we have so many gifts here in the Catholic Church. I want everyone to receive the Eucharist. You know, I want that for everybody. And that's part of the mission of Redeemer is to bring that to the world so that they can come into the church, that that they can come home. You want to be a part of that, please um, go to RedeemerRadio.com or call or text GIVE, G-I-V-E, to 260-436-9598. We are almost done with the hour. So if you've been on the fence, you're like, I'm just not sure. Just push forward a little bit. You can do it. We're almost done. Um, So when it comes to, um, like, being a priest, Mm -hmm. what is, like, your highest, I don't know, or give me, like, your top five joys? Top five joys of being a priest? Um, Definitely going to bed and um, knowing that, you know, the world's better. Some people's lives are better off because of what I did that day. That's really, really beautiful. You know, like everything I do constantly has eternal consequences because I'm dealing with people and I'm dealing with um, matters of, of salvation, you know. So that's definitely one of the top five. Um, so hearing confessions, I, I, I really do enjoy hearing confessions and, and knowing that I'm, I'm helping someone. I, I think I'm probably my gifts are better off um, in one on one and helping people in small right. incremental ways. That's just kind of part of the way God made me. Um, I do enjoy teaching in one way or another, like sure. through homilies, et cetera, being able to help people learn um, about the faith or grow in in their faith in one way or another. Those are some of the things that, that I really uh, do enjoy. I also, um, having as a parish sort of as my family, right? right. You know, uh, being a father, a spiritual father, and therefore having spiritual children, having a sort of a real family there in the parish the way that they welcome me, you know, into their lives. Those have been some of the the greatest joys, you know. And then other little side things too, like going to World Youth Day, et cetera. That's right, definitely right, right. been a great joy. I Father think, Luke? Would, yeah, Father Luke, what do you think? What are your, some of your joys being a priest? Um, I wouldn't want to begin to count one, two, three, four. I want to summarize my joy in being a priest in the fact that 
I mean, on what you do, I am God has chosen me to be um, a shepherd to these people entrusted to me. And it gives me joy that God uses my hands to feed his people, uses my mouth to teach his people. You know, through all these sacraments, as Father already mentioned, you know, celebrating the Eucharist, hearing confessions, baptism, baptizing people, you know, and all that, and all the sacraments. So it gives me great joy every day to know that God has really, you know, you know, been so generous to me by giving me this beautiful gift of the priesthood. That's all, uh, I, I, that's the only way I can summarize the greatest joy I have as a priest, you know. That's well, it. I thank you both for your gift of your of your life to the priesthood. It's like um, when we talk about when people say, is it really Jesus in the Eucharist? You know, it's like, really Jesus? I'm like, yeah. My son staked his life on the fact that it's Jesus. You know, it's like <laughs> my father Andrew said one time, I didn't give up a wife and children for crackers and grape juice. Like, that's the body and blood of Jesus right there. Yeah. Um, when St. Elizabeth Van Seaton, your namesake, finally received Jesus in the Eucharist, she said, at last, God is mine and I am his. Mm. At last, God is mine and I am his. And she's a convert. And I just think, like, mm. you know, back then, if there would have been a radio station to help, you know, educate her, or, you know, n let her know about other Catholics in the world or stuff that's happening in the Catholic Church, um, that would have been an easier trans um, conversion for her. And that's what we do at Redeemer Radio. So we're almost done here. $280 left to hit our Ooh. goal. We only have five minutes left. Um, and... If we make this goal, I think we're going to get there. Father Terry would be willing to play the guitar on air. I think that's supposed to be a question mark. I'm yeah, just going to say yes, question. he is. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> okay, yeah, so 280 left. St. E's, come on. I shouldn't have said oh, it, oh, but I did. Oh, we so. hit our goal. Oh, yeah. oh, my goodness. St. E's blew it out of the water. One of, oh. the, one of the difficult things about being a priest is you have to humiliate humiliate yourself in multiple ways. <laughs> I support this fully. Uh, so, fully support um, it. Let me... Just going to be a short one. Set me as a seal on your heart. Set me as a seal on your soul. For strong as death is love, unyielding as the grave. Nothing can quench its flame. Nothing can quench its flame. Not bad. Oh my gosh, I got the Holy Spirit goosebumps. That was yeah. so good. That's uh, thanks, oh thanks to Matt Maher for, for so making beautiful. that beautiful song. That was just a very small bit of it, but I that's all we it. got time for right now, anyway, and <laughs> all that my. Um, humility and pride can, can allow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you so much, St. East staff, for being here with us today. And we thank you for all the donations that we received and those who are going to still donate after the hour is over. I just wish for you a beautiful blessing that the Lord's grace may be pour upon you. Thanks so much. Have a great day.